This is the Animals Eye View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. I saw a meme the other day on Facebook. Likely, some of you all who are on Facebook might have seen it as well. And I have to admit, I also think that perhaps having, I guess I would call it maybe a dark sense of humor during these times on planet Earth, especially for the human species, is going to... I think serve you well if that's not your typical slice of pie as the saying goes I would invite you to see if you can find a little bit more humor in this shadow because I honestly do think that is going to serve you well the meme that I saw on Facebook that again kind of struck me funny was It's like Earth has sent us all to our rooms to think about what we've been doing to her. Which, you know, and I I get that humans love an antagonist in their tale of woe as much as anyone does. Although, curiously, with animals, they don't, they have a really remarkable way of not really either blaming themselves for how they are and they have a a blazing internal sense of awareness. I can't really describe what it's like when you encounter an animal's sense of self and then their internal awareness, number one, and then their external awareness of how they fit into, let's just take companion animals for instance, how they fit into the bigger picture of the family, the human family, usually, with whom they happen to be living. And so humans, we're not that good at this point, I think, at the whole introspection piece. I think we're, again, kind of looking for someone to blame, while the earth herself just seems to be, again, sending us all to our rooms, literally and figuratively, to think about what we've done to her. Because, make no mistake, there is no other species on this planet, as I've said in past podcasts, who is being affected by COVID-19. It is just the human species. To be clear, and yes, I know, there is high likelihood that COVID-19 came about when there was a breach of the biological form of, say, bat into pangolin, and then pangolin, and I'm, I'm hypothesizing, and you all know that, of pangolin then into human vis-a-vis the wet markets that are held in certain parts of the world. And yet it's curious to me that, again, it's just the human species whose numbers are being so dramatically affected by this. For me personally, the more I can get to neutrality about this, the better. That's not to say that I don't have a deep well of compassion for human families who are watching as their loved ones, their human loved ones, transition out of physical form. And usually at that point of time when we like to be as physically close to one another as possible, 
Birth is one of those times. Death happens to be another one of those times where it's something really profound about the human form and the soul transitioning out of the human form that is meant to catch us really deep and almost maybe catch us off guard and take us to a place where we really understand how magical this experience that we're having on this particular planet at this point in time is. And maybe it's more challenging for you all, as it sometimes is for me, to find the magic, to find the joie de vivre, my reason for living, during these particularly socially isolating times. I have to freely admit that being, yes, the term is actually ambivert, and you all may have heard that, you may have not, where it's kind of a mix of like an introvert and an extrovert. So while we of the ambivert nature actually do like a good party every once in a while, it usually takes us maybe a day or two to recover from said party. <laughs> um, and so I think it's sometimes maybe easier for introverts um, at this point in time of the human variety to be more at ease with some of the social distancing. If, however, your true nature happens to be more of the extrovert variety, I can see and I want to understand and validate for you how this must be just excruciating to not be able to have as a sounding board and as as I thinking extroverts do and someone please correct me if I'm wrong because again I am not one of those outwardly anyway of processing out loud and then needing that feedback perhaps or at least a sounding board of another human to help with that processing of thoughts of emotions of situations, of experiences, of all those sorts of things. And we're just going to kind of layer on top of that some of the living situations that some of us find ourselves in, where if you happen to be a working parent and then all of a sudden you find yourself at home, and if you happen to be in a partnership with perhaps another working parent or maybe even a non-working parent, at least non-working outside of the home, to be very clear, I was a working mom, so yes, I understand. <laughs> that That's also, I, I think, just such a jarring experience of almost like the talking head song, well, how did I get here? My perception is that the truth cuts a lot more cleanly than a lie does. I think a lie just tears and I think a lie leaves emotional flesh, if you will, if that's not too gruesome, open for infection to set in. The scar kind of stays open for a long time. It, the, the wound has to heal from the inside out. It makes it a lot more challenging for the edges to be stitched together. And at least afterwards with a clean cut, there's yes, yes, there was a scar there and yes, there was a wound. And see how well it's healing. See how well the, the body, the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, on whatever level that wound happens to be, 
see how well it's healing because it was done with a clean cut with the scalpel if you will and I think that for most humans these days maybe we would prefer lies maybe we would prefer not be able to look over the edge of the abyss into all that mother nature in her bounty is serving up for us on a platter that to a certain extent being a member of the same human species I can say that we most definitely probably richly deserve. I'd like to think that it doesn't take anything away from my saying that although I am a member of the same species as everybody listening to this podcast I think it's also important that you look into that mirror like on the bad hair day and to be able to say yes I need to take a step back not only from my own personal experience but I need to start looking at collectively how other members of my species are being not doing key difference how other members of my same species are being on this planet because at least from my perspective there's no such thing as coincidence in this lifetime I know we would like as humans to say oh my gosh what a coincidence I was just thinking about you that's not how this works <laughs> at least here on this planet that's not how these waves of energy frequencies and vibrations work on this planet we are definitely so much more connected than I think we can possibly even fathom and maybe some of us even have started to dream about that I would not be at all surprised if your dreams maybe have become a lot more vivid I wouldn't be surprised at, at all if some of you might have started having dreams that were of the apocalyptic variety and of the death variety I would not be at all surprised if some of you are also having dreams of oh gosh yes I can see this is going to be so much better on the other side of this because coupled along with that and I used my own current class of Reiki students they know who they are beautiful souls as kind of my own little mini experiment that I asked them in our weekly check-in call that I like to do with all of my Reiki students as we kind of move through the levels of attunement just to say how how's everyone doing keep me up to speed what's going on what experiences are you having and so my first question to them was and we happen to be on a zoom call of course because everyone is I said raise your hands if your sense of intuition or your perception more accurately of your sense of intuition is increasing well they all raise their hands because you see at the same time where we have a deepening and an expansion and a quality of shadow that again our species on this planet has not yet experienced before just by virtue of the fact that this is also a planet of duality there is automatically an increasing of light because shadow and light if you think of the yin-yang symbol a little bit of dot in each other and they actually are curved around each other and form a partnership with each other another way to look at this as light and shadow being just different sides of the exact same coin so though there may very well be those of you listening to the podcast who are saying well yeah I'm getting that 
gut instinct coming in more. I am getting my body intuitively awakening. I am getting more hair on the back of my neck standing up when something doesn't feel right to me. Again, because you have physical form on this planet, even though we're practicing this whole social distancing and trying to not affect each other, there is a whole other universe of energy that is in partnership with this rebalancing of light and shadow that's currently going on that is also increasing as well. You might ask, well, why is this happening? I'm not really sure. My sense of it, though, has to do with the evolutionary path that Earth herself is on. As I've said before in past podcasts, the Earth is a living, breathing, sentient being. And we forget that as humans, right? We get pretty isolated. We don't walk barefoot enough, uh, skin to skin on the planet of the Earth nearly enough. I think we all ought to go back to where we could go barefoot in the summertime. If you happen to be fortunate and live in a warmer climate right now, I would invite you to go out there and wade yourself into the ocean. I would invite you to go out, out there and wade yourself just on a forest path somewhere. You will be astounded at within moments how your body's bioelectric system interacts with and starts to reground itself out through the natural negative polarity that Earth herself has. Again, nothing happens in a vacuum. And I actually, I will post some links. You guys might have seen these on Facebook and other social media where, you know, mountain lions are kind of walking through the the center of town just kind of like they own the place because to a certain extent, yes, they were here first. There's another rather delightful tale about, uh, I think it was over in the UK, where, again, because of the lack of human presence out into the open, nature most definitely is kind of moving back in. And to a certain extent, I think that's allowing us to maybe look at buying a great big huge, huge clue from Vanna that every other species on the planet lives in partnership with every other species on the planet, including Earth herself. We are the only species who does not do that. Every other species serves a purpose. In my Facebook group today, someone posted about putting spiders outside, um, helping earthworms to get back into the grass, etc. In other words, being kind to even the smallest souls. And someone else posted about cockroaches and they're just like, don't, don't tell me that you actually expect me to do this for cockroaches. I, of course, went to the trusty interweb and I pulled up a link and it's just like bad things would happen if cockroaches and other beings who were not responsible for distributing and basically transforming waste organic matter on this planet we would be in big trouble it's just like if the if the bees and the bats go the human species would be in big big trouble and while you're looking into maybe your own shadow part of this as we talked about last week of I'd invite you to make it first and foremost about yourself. See if there are any wounds that need to get released. See if there are any places in your life where you look back with your past and immediately when you think about that you think, oh, I didn't really do that, did I? 
and then there's an automatic flooding of your nervous system of, to a certain extent, changes brought about by the thoughts and emotions that you're having, and you might feel guilt and regret and embarrassment, it is beyond time to let that go. I don't care if you write it on a piece of paper and you burn that piece of paper and you scatter the ashes to a place where you're not ever going to come back to. I invite you to go out into the yard if you can at this point in time. Again, bury, write it down on a piece of paper or something that is compostable and bury that. Let the earth take care of that for you. You are not meant to carry around such heavy burdens on your human shoulders. And I think that goes along with that. The one concept that I might invite you to, again, take another look at, is the concept of nonviolence against the self. You know, at least for me, when someone says, oh, it's good to be kinder and more gentle and gentler and to be more loving toward yourself and more compassionate, and I think to myself, I, I freely admit there are days when I go, I, I don't really know what that looks like today. I'm not really sure I can make my way to that place, just kind of at a moment's notice. And I have to say, I don't think I'm alone in that necessarily. But when you talk about being nonviolent against yourself, everybody understands what violence is. And so flipping that around to the opposite, of using the shadow aspect, or more accurately, the light aspect, everybody understands what nonviolence is. Immediately that pulls you back into a place of, oh, nonviolent, right? It's a place of neutrality. And at least initially, neutrality might feel kind of cool, and it, as in temperature-wise, <laughs> not as in, you know, cool sort of a thing cool as in temperature because I think also as humans and again because we interact with others of our species those of us who might have the trait of high sensitivity we're pretty used to perhaps feeling like we're on a great big huge old pendulum and a great big kind of swing of just like oh my god I feel absolutely wonderful and oh my god I just feel absolutely terrible for us to find our way to neutrality is no small feat and it also feels again, kind of cool in temperature. And you might poke at it at least initially and you might get to go, is this thing on? Do I still have the trait of high sensitivity? Neutrality at this point in time on planet Earth will be your very best friend. And from that place of practicing nonviolence against yourself, because all the other species on the planet, they know very well what violence is and they also understand what nonviolence is. And every single member of every single species on a planet understands that their species is the strongest and the most viable and the most powerful contributor to the collective awareness on the planet because every single member of that species has their poop in a group. And they do that by practicing active nonviolence against themselves. If they feel a need to go down and sleep in the shade, you're going to find them sleeping in the shade. If they feel like it's necessary for them to seek out the spot of sunlight on the floor and literally follow that spot of sunlight <laughs> from one corner of the room to the next, 
that is absolutely what they're going to do. They are going to find the freshest water. They are going to find the sustenance for themselves specific to their species on the planet with which they can share their energy and at the same time they nourish their physical forms they are also understanding I am actively contributing to the species of what whether that's plant or mineral or animal they can actively say to themselves I'm contributing and benefiting from this partnership and that partnership is benefiting from and contributing to me there is no downside for them what we what we term as violent for them is really just part of the illusion here on the planet that again here comes the truth-telling I think humans have really bought into this is the roller coaster ride this is the time where practicing nonviolence against yourself and saying okay where's the thought as Abraham Hicks would say and I'm gonna put a link to Abraham Hicks if all y'all don't know who they are in the podcast notes reach for the thought that feels best reach for the emotion that feels best your body will automatically tell you when you are not practicing nonviolence in other words when you're practicing violence against it it will tell you it will be like no this doesn't feel good why are you thinking that why are you feeling that way that doesn't feel good we don't like that thought at all it will sometimes be a pretty strong feedback loop but again part of the illusion for humans is that we've kind of sold ourselves on the stress thing we've sold ourselves on we don't have to work with other species on the planet kind of the list of parts of the illusion are actually endless and really the only thing that matters now is this next moment how did you feel in this next moment how did your body feel how did your heart feel how did your brain feel can you look around the landscape of your life and be able to say at least 80% of the time you know I really love this I really really do love this that's a challenge for all of us right now in moving to neutrality you will be able to see the gift that our species in particular is receiving at this point in time does that mean that things are gonna magically get better no I don't think that they are and I don't think it's gonna be that way for a while remember this next moment and your ability to practice nonviolence against yourself automatically extends outward and every other single being on the planet will feel that so to a certain extent we're all depending upon you and we're all depending upon each other I'm Lizanne Flynn and this has been the Animals Eye View podcast I'll see you next time
Thank you.